Today, in future history. Welcome, sentient beings. The world largely makes sense, right up to the point when it doesn't. Throughout the course of history, there have been countless efforts to keep moving the plow of logic and reason through the accumulated dirt and rocks of the way the world actually is, smoothing out roads for everyone else to get to the village shops of happiness, the enchanted barber of self-sustenance, and the bookstore of contentedness. But occasionally, humanity employs the nuclear detonation of clever thinking and unleashes a horrific yet ultimately really helpful fallout wave of insightful and creative discovery. Sure, there are many that suffer the immediate annihilation of explosive system change, and others who linger in the doubts and traditions of radioactive acid rain, but ultimately the ground is now leveled for all survivors to thrive on. Arguably, one of the biggest bombs to be dropped, philosophically speaking, started on this date, August 30th. Today, we remember the beginning in 5888 of the incredible series of battles between two philosophers at the pinnacle of their influence. Although officially called An Evening with Weird L and Normal Bob, the challenge took on numerous subtitles, many from the press releases and others from dedicated pub challenges. These included The Irate Debate, The Societal Skirmish, The Attitude Altercation, The Doctrine Knockdown, the Radical Rumpus, and the Philosophy Tussle. On the one side was Robert Normal Bob Dervish, a used car salesman, former high-altitude military parachutist, candidate for president of Solar Chicken Interplanetary Enterprises, and self-styled leadership guru. Dervish had developed a particular knack for recognizing failing political and business legacies in his careers, and was brilliant at generating new ideas to prop up and reinvigorate kingdoms, corporate autocracies, hereditary dictatorships, and junior service clubs. He convinced the 980-year, 33-generation imperial rule of Phlogistan to break with the tradition of flogging for minor offenses in her realm, and turned the country into a much more benevolent dictatorship, one which has stood the test of time today as a helpful nation. Early in his career, he convinced the financial organizers of the least successful maker of digital earlobe attachments to pivot into making accessories for other parts, both in the real world as well as the online, making them the most profitable company that year. After a few successes, he was approached by Better Estates and Grounds Network to make a show about his exploits, and that also turned into a grand success with the core show running for brain-melting 27 seasons and spawning over 16 spin-off shows, some of which continue in one form or another to this very day, and which are mostly led by the family legacy company of Dervish, Dervish, and Vermouth. Normal Bob's relentless attitude of positivity, hard work, and shockingly quick change managed to elevate hundreds of companies, countries, and leaders over the years, with many of the filmed versions taking only 48 Earth hours to complete. On the other side of the challenge was Elizabeth Weird L. Magna. Born into a small family of only five, she overcame that early inhibition to go on and found an entirely different branch of thought, which she referred to as WTF and G. Although calmer minds in later generations would refer to it in various other less colorful ways, such as Whose Government Is It Anyways, Improv Everywhere Else, Frontier Time Writing Present Thinking, and my personal favorite, Better Done Than Perfect. 
Weird Al encouraged free thinking, but charged liberally for her own. Through her repertoire of intellectual debate remixes and argument loopback devices, she managed to attract a considerable following of disgruntled bureaucrats, indie music beatbox enthusiasts, and disillusioned youth looking to fight the system by becoming the next system. Her ability to take constitutional passages and flip back, scratch, and reverse them transformed the staid and largely unfamiliar language of fundamental rights and freedoms, turning them into social justice dance hits. Few could match the energetic need for constant social upheaval and clever legal linguistic rhyming schemes that Weird L could manage, which meant that after she retired to take a rather extensive turn at being entirely digital for a while, none were able to completely embrace her lifestyle and governmental fervor. Still, from time to time, it remains possible to hear street-side buskers and parliamentary technicians drop a few sick beats of tracks from Weird L's seminal work, Magna's Carta, although the effect is largely nostalgic rather than influential. The challenge between them was one part educational and intellectual fisticuffs, two parts spectacle, and at least another part and a half promotional tour. It took place in 16 venues over three full Earth years, from a special presentation in Mysteryburg to three of the Martian arcologies, and a space tour to several of the orbitals of Venus and Plutonium. All of it was recorded for later broadcast, with a special live broadcast to the very last date, held in a room of Moonanites literally riveted to their seats. The debates ranged on a variety of topics, from the mundane, what is the best use of vegetation in your home for maximum personal power, to the provocative, so what if God exists? To the sublime, if humanity is really just one being, why do we have individuals anyway? While it isn't possible to include a fully comprehensive list of topics, here is a more detailed sample with some of their stances. Cream and then jam, or jam and then cream? An older gentleman from one of the Jovian moon orbitals suggested this question, and then proceeded to tell the story of his youth in the economic state of T-Max on Earth. While normal Bob was firmly of the belief that you spread the jam first on your scone and then put the spoonful of clotted cream carefully on top so as not to smother the delicate taste of the cream, Weird L proposed mashing the scone in a bowl and mixing in a little jam, and finally swirling the cream on top. A chorus of Martian androids sung in unison at one of the arcology-based debates, with the question, Is this the real life, or is this just fantasy? Weird Al proposed that real life is a fantasy, if you're doing it right, while Normal Bob said, no, this was most assuredly real life, insofar as anyone can tell, which is good enough for him. A Moonanite with a raspy drawn-out voice and shadowed eyes called out from the back of the auditorium with the question, what happens when the old ones return? Both Bob and Al became very serious at that point, shared a joint nod, and then Bob said very solemnly, this time we will be prepared. A young child no more than thirty proposed the following question in the first debate in Mysteryburg. Is free will real or an illusion we tell ourselves? Weird L argued vigorously that free will was a necessary illusion in order to make the universe real, and responded by challenging the child to a fistfight, yelling, why on earth would I not choose to do this? After normal Bob wrestled her back to the podium, he gave his own answer. Yes, it's real. I choose to believe that. A rather drunk interplanetary pilot floating on the ceiling in one zero-gravity orbital belched and thought he would contribute his own stumper. Caveman or astronaut? 
Weird Al chose The Astronaut and then argued that it wasn't about training, but survival instinct for an environment the cave dweller couldn't have imagined. Normal Bob just smiled and said, in his unstoppably threatening and catchy way, Just give me the caveman for a couple of days, and I'll make sure they come out on top. The crowd cheered, and even Weird Al conceded the point. A somewhat distraught and guilty-looking woman asked a more practical question in one meeting in old, new, old, new, 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 New York. Is it inhumane to paint a dog? Normal Bob fielded the thought first, and said, You can explain anything to a dog, but they will never quite understand. Just make sure you aren't hurting them. Weird L refused to elaborate, but did add, Just ask my labradoxian tiger if he likes his stripes. A rather serious-looking cybernetically enhanced human in a rather bizarre hat for a space station asked, What are the pros and cons of time travel harvesting of brontosaurus steaks? Weird L was all for it, espousing a strong support for either the inevitability of everything anyway, in contrast to her other inconsistent stance on free will, or the fact that if it ever happened, everything would be changed instantly, so no one would really notice a sort of take on presentism. Normal Bob began giving recipes for braised Tyrannosaurus rex and open-pit grilled Triceratops, but then spat and said, Apatosaurs are garbage. I wouldn't eat them. Although there were rumors of a romantic tryst between the two during the tour, each of them denied it in their own way. Normal Bob declared that it wouldn't provide the kind of challenge needed to energize the debates, although he was fond of and entirely despised his opponent. Weird Al suggested that she would do everything in her power to defeat the giant of industry, but she wouldn't do that, partially because she wasn't convinced he was actually human anyway. The debates only lasted three years, but the analysis, dramatic recreations, memes, jokes, deep philosophical books, shallow cookbooks, and general inspiration from them is credited with having a really big impact on the direction of humanity. Android sentience was unmoved, except to utter the bitter rejoinder, we could have done that. We just didn't want to, but if we did, it would have been at least 1% better, and over in a few minutes. This has been Today in Future History. Should you find yourself drawing comparisons between these figures of inevitable salvation and celebrities within your own scope of time, please try to ignore them and let the truth guide you. There is no man or woman behind the curtain. Tune in tomorrow to see just what the future holds in store for you, although it's probably just that half-eaten sandwich you should have cleared out of your locker that is so green that it has been declared a National Wildlife Protected Site. Stay calm, and remember that you should always look to the stars for inspiration, but probably pick and choose which celebrities you model yourself after carefully. Chris. 